Hello guys. Um, this is the first episode of our new podcast called Dr. Pal. I thought I will introduce a new session on a new platform so that we can just record whatever we think and then also uh, invite many of my friends who are different experts in different fields and you don't have to just listen from me alone. Um, as you guys know, um, you must have heard about uh, Dr. Neha Paranjpe, who is my close friend, uh, who is an infectious disease expert dealing with COVID cases for the last two years. So I thought I'll have her on as a first guest in this podcast and then we'll talk about uh, Omicron. Um, welcome Neha, welcome Neha to our first podcast. Thank you, glad to be here. <laughs> I'm glad to be here because there was nobody else coming. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, anyway, so you know, um, this platform we can talk about uh, a lot more rather than a regular YouTube interview that we usually have. Mm-hmm. Um, because it's a very casual way to uh, tell people what we think, uh, both uh, officially and also unofficially as well. That's right. Um, so why don't we start with, uh, uh, how was, what is your take on uh, this uh, Omicron? And uh, you know, people are very concerned about whether uh, vaccines will work or not. So I'll ask you by starting, uh, by, I'll ask you, uh, what do you think about uh, Omicron origination and uh, how long Omicron has been around? So, you know, with Omicron, um, origin of Omicron is is not completely known. The, the research is still ongoing. There are some mm. hypotheses that it developed over a long period of time in one particular individual who was probably immunocompromised. Mm. and therefore had a prolonged infection where the virus did not clear from their body. And then over this prolonged period of time, this um, virus underwent multiple mutations Mm. and, you know, came to be what it is today. Now, again, this is a hypothesis. We don't have, you know, conclusive data to suggest, but that seems to be the most likely explanation at this point. Um, Mm. I think the most important thing to know is, you know, this is the nature of every living thing. It's going to evolve and mutate and try to improve its own survival. And that's basically what the COVID virus is trying to do here. And this is going to keep happening. The question is, um, you know, the important thing to know is to not panic, but also not to let your guard down. Um, we This is still not over, but hopefully will be soon. Um, mm. There are some mutations that this particular virus has acquired that are slightly concerning. Now, what does that actually mean in the real world? We don't fully know yet. Mm-hmm. Um, we still have to kind of wait and get all the data uh, so back. T- so tell me about that mutation. You know, there's one particular protein that it is affecting, isn't it? Correct. So, you know, we know the virus uses that spike protein. Spike protein is basically that key that the virus uses to get inside the cell. Mm. Um, the human cell. Mm. So there are several mutations on that key, um, which have changed the structure of that key, which uh, makes the ability of the the virus to get inside that cell a little better, but also may evade um, or may decrease the immunity that uh, people have gotten either from the infection or from the vaccine. Um, again, this is not conclusive. Um, this is a hypothesis based on lab data, but we don't have real-world data yet. Yeah. Uh, the only reassuring thing that I've been seeing is based on the preliminary reports, looks like the 
hospitalization rates have not gone up even when the cases are going up in south africa is that right is that a true fact well i think we have seen an increase in hospitalizations uh, mm-hmm. but you know hospitalizations uh, criteria for hospitalizations vary country to country you know city to city state to state So where in some places they might admit you just for being covid positive in other places they may admit you only if you're requiring oxygen so we really don't have a breakdown of how sick these patients are mm-hmm. at this point mm-hmm. and um, you know they said they identified on november 9th so most likely this variant has been around even like a couple of weeks before um this would have spread to other countries uh, easily even before the identification of this variant um you will anticipate increase in cases in us or in india or is it uh, too early to comment on that i mean to be honest i think this by this particular strain has been around maybe weeks maybe even months before it was actually found out uh, right right so right, right. Uh, it's very likely that it's everywhere you know the question is only have we found it yet because you mm. have to look for it necessarily i'm pretty sure it's it's almost everywhere um even like with other variants you know there's always a slight lag time before we see a surge so it takes about 3 4 5 weeks before you start actually seeing the effects when it you know moves out into the population and makes its way into the population mm. so we'll mm. know more in the next several weeks um the important thing is just you know not to panic and just stay vigilant got it okay so so right now we have vaccines which has been very effic- effective so far with all the variants including the delta variant um and given this mutation on the spike protein there is a concern that this might evade the vaccine but we still don't know um but the recommendation is to get the booster dose uh, regardless uh, just to increase the uh, protection of this vaccine um from the cdc as well so in your practice um for uh, everybody who's getting uh, pfizer uh, let's say they got two doses um you know people of my my youtube audience as well they are getting one more dose of pfizer um there is some questions that you know uh, you could also get moderna after the first two doses of pfizer there is no data or that like recommending that what is your opinion on it um so the mixing studies on the vaccines are still underway so we we don't know enough that's why the official recommendation is to stick to the same vaccine that you got before so if you mm. got the pfizer two doses of the pfizer then the booster should be a pfizer if you got two doses of moderna then the booster needs to be a moderna got it got it and how about uh, india uh, you know they have got vaccinated with two doses of covaxin and two doses of covishield and uh, there is this recent recommendation of uh, possibly vaccinating more than 40 years old and with multiple medical problems with the another booster dose um, do you uh, are you agreeing with that recommendation i i do i i do think a booster is required again i understand that we probably have to wait for the official recommendation um to come from the authorities in india um and i get that you know vaccine availability um um the fact that everybody should at least get their first two doses before we start giving boosters out um vaccine equality all of that is also you know things that we should be considering but mm-hmm. i think it's 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 coming soon it's coming soon um if they have access 
um, to Covishield and Covax. So for example, I hear from uh, my native city in Madurai that uh, if you go to a private hospital, uh, they are providing uh, Covishield or Covax if it is available as a booster. So I was telling my audience that, you know, if it has been like more than six months after your second dose, and if you have access to it, then why not? You could just go and get one more booster dose of the same thing that you had before. Um, do you agree with that, Neha? Yeah, I mean, if if they if there is availability and there is access to it, then yes, I I would. Um, but I, I'll also okay, caution. Um, you know, we hear stories about um, having to pay for certain vaccines, which may not be real. So just be, you know, wary of that too. That, they might know, just write Covaxin and there is inside tender coconut water. I say, I'll say, him. Just be careful with that. Yeah. Right, right, right. right. Um, so, okay. So, the last uh, thing I've seen is, uh, uh, you know, one other comment from my uh, YouTube audience was, uh, what is the deal with all these uh, vaccines? Why should we get, like, every time there is a variant, there is a new vaccine? Uh, will too much of vaccines in the body will cause some kind of harm or will have any problem with the immune dysregulation? Um, what is your take on that? No, so you know our immune system is is so complex and it's it's really a remarkable um, you know piece of machinery if you think about it. We are exposed to so many pathogens every time you eat, every time you breathe, every time you drink something. You are consuming millions and millions of pathogens, not just viruses, bacteria, you know, other um, foreign bodies, and your immune system takes care of that. So your immune system is is very well equipped in handling any sort of um, foreign invaders. That's what it's there for. And it's been doing that since the time you were born. Now the question, mm-hmm. yeah. So the question really is, is, you know, vaccine, you know, th- there are two ways to do it. If, if the mRNA vaccine is a, it's a controlled dose of a particular um, type of protein that is being given to you to give you protection against that particular strain of, the virus. I do think that, you know, even vaccinated, uh, anybody who's been vaccinated is partially protected from almost all the strains of, of, mm. of COVID. Um, even the preliminary data that we are seeing from South Africa, again, it's very preliminary. I think I'd still want to wait for more data to say anything more conclusive, but mm-hmm. we are seeing lesser hospitalizations, lesser sick people who are who are vaccinated versus the ones who are unvaccinated. Mm, 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 um, so I do think it provides partial protection. And no, it will not. It will not. Your immune system is is you know well equipped to deal with way more than you give it credit for. <laughs> so please uh, believe in your immune system a lot more. Correct, but you know right. it's 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 uh, so a vaccine will not cause harm. It will only help your immune system to work a little better and target. Um, this virus better. Yeah, yeah. Oh, no, no. I shouldn't say that please believe in your immune system more than that is the other group of argument that then why do we need vaccine? Yeah. So, yeah. You know, <laughs> unfortunately, we do know that the vaccine uh, immunity is much better than the natural infection acquired immunity. There is a difference between the two and the vaccine immunity is much better because it's more tailored. Right. So, yeah. right, right. That's a good point that you brought up. I think the there is a misconception that natural immunity confers longer lasting uh, uh, immune, I'm sorry, protection against the re- recurrent COVID. 
So if you got infected with COVID, the antibody lasts only for like three months maximum. And if you have vaccination, the antibodies last more than three months, maybe six months, even more than that. That's the point that you're trying to say, right? Correct. And it's also more targeted, right? I mean, if a robber is trying to get inside your house with a key, um, if the robber gets inside your house with a key, your, your immune system is going to make antibodies against everything. The robber's mm. head, the robber's hair, the robber's fingers, the key, the shoes, the pants, everything. When you're mm. vaccinating, you're only vaccinating against the key. So it's a lesser stress on your immune system and it's more targeted. If the key doesn't work, nobody can get inside your house. Right, exactly. That's why I don't close the house at all. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, That's true. So targeted. So that's the other concern that, not concern, actually it's a good thing that um, uh, even if in the worst case scenario, if this uh, Omicron variant is not being covered by vaccines, um, then the mRNA vaccines can be tailored easily so that we could get a new vaccine in case if we need to. Correct. Correct. And the mRNA technology is very, very remarkable and they they can tailor it very quickly, engineer it very quickly, and we can have protection against the variants. Again, I'm not trying to suggest that we need a new vaccine for every new variant. Uh, That's not going to happen. But if there is like a very odd or serious variant, um, then we have that option. I think uh, this also, uh, it's a good point to uh, note that uh, both Pfizer and Moderna or the easier way to develop the newer vaccines compared to the virus-based vector vaccines like Covishield, Covaxin, or Johnson & Johnson, right? Correct, correct. Um, because they could just tailor that particular spike protein, whatever mutation that is uh, exactly. being... Uh, uh, right, right. So uh, right now, what is your uh, hospitalization rate uh, here in Atlanta, where you are from? And uh, has it gone up? You are seeing death rates or hospitalization rates compared to what it was before? So right now, it, it hasn't gone up any significantly. You know, we do see a few variations, but again, it may be a little early. Uh, we do know that uh, the Omicron variant has been found in several states around the, uh, the country, but it's mostly in the north or the west coast, um, some in the east coast, but more up north. It hasn't really, you know, really spread as much to the south, but I'm pretty sure it's coming. Coming, um, right. Yeah, uh, it's like winter is coming. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> winter is coming. You make sure that you know you are not on call. <laughs> well, I don't think I have that option. I wish. Option. That... <laughs> so um, uh, the uh, unvaccinated group of people, um, right, right now, the uh, percentage of people who have got two doses of vaccination here in the US is around like 60 percent. Mm-hmm. Do you think that is grow, going to go up or this is what we get here in the US? Um, I hope it will go up. I think, mm. um, you know, I, I, I think when I when I talk to my patients, I mean, uh, even now, the, the COVID positive patients that I'm admitting in the hospital or I'm seeing in the hospital, 95%, 99% of those are unvaccinated. I'm really mm-hmm. not seeing any vaccinated patients unless they are like severely immunocompromised, you know, somebody who's on who's got cancer, who's on chemotherapy, who's just sick to begin with. And mm-hmm. then they get COVID, unfortunately, on top of that. So mm-hmm. but otherwise, healthy people, I'm really not seeing a whole lot of fully vaccinated patients in the hospital. Um, that being said, um, I'm hoping that this this number goes up. We have some information that the vaccination rates have started to go up a little bit, especially with this new Omicron uh, variant information that came out. 
Um, so we are seeing a little bit more, but um, you know, it's, I don't think it's ever going to be enough. I mean, we would like it to be a hundred percent and I know that's not going to happen. Mm, but at least even more than 60%, right? At least like 75, 80, where the vaccines are like so widely available. Yeah, that would be wonderful, actually. Uh, that's, I mean, that will, then there will be no Omicron. If it is, even if it is, then it's not a problem. Correct, correct. Uh, <laughs> then there'll be no podcast. <laughs> we can talk about other stuff, right? Other stuff, right. Exactly. Exactly. So the, um, the, uh, uh, the unvaccinated people, right? So, you know, um, right now, uh, even with my uh, hospital, all the hospitalizations and death is mainly in the unvaccinated people. I have the suggestion that all these insurance companies here in the US should stop paying people who are unvaccinated if they're hospitalized. <laughs> right? Yeah, well, I mean... <laughs> that's, 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 if I was the insurance company, let's say a Blue Cross Blue Shield president, I would do this. It will save a lot of money. <laughs> right. And it, and it may come up, you know, there may be, I mean, I, I do get that there is a very small subset of patients who genuinely cannot get vaccinated or, you know. Right. But again, right. that's a right. very, very small percent. Very, very small subset. Very but small subset. Um, I would expect that, you know, insurance premiums at least will probably go up for unvaccinated versus unvaccinated. People. Just like, you know, if you're a smoker, you have, you pay a higher premium, just, just the same way. Yes, absolutely. I think I think I was more aggressive. You were a little bit polite. <laughs> <laughs> I think politically so, correct would be the the top. Politically correct because you are an expert. I'm a YouTube doctor. <laughs> 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 so uh, I, I I think that's a wonderful point. I think you know the premium should go up. I think that's how that's what we should do. We should uh, increase the premium if you are uh, not vaccinated. Um, yeah. I and that, that may be a, coming. That may, it be, may coming. be coming. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It may be coming. Uh, so, um, so long COVID, uh, and also in COVID and kids. Let's focus on COVID and kids. Mm-hmm. Uh, people are very concerned about Omicron uh, variant affecting the kids because there have been some reports of increasing uh, prevalence in them, and mm-hmm. they are also concerned that in India, especially that it is not available for less than eighteen years, Covishield or Covaxin. Mm-hmm. Um, what did you take on that? I mean, definitely. I think that's a very legitimate concern. But that's also one more reason why um, all adults need to get vaccinated so that we protect, we form a protective you know, circle around these kids who are not vaccinated um, mm-hmm. or who cannot mm-hmm. get the vaccine. Um, now, does that, you know, infection versus disease is two different things. You know, somebody can get infected with something but not manifest, you know, the severe form of disease, which is great. Mm-hmm. But, you know, we, we've seen a few deaths from COVID in, in the U.S. And, and while, the, the, you know, in the U.S. There is, there is one group of people who believe that they don't want to vaccinate their children because the death rates are so low. But, I mean, it's a child. Okay, uh, children under the age of 18 are not supposed to die. Nobody's supposed right. to die. Absolutely. Even, even one death is too much. Absolutely. Um, so I, I think, I don't think we should take that very lightly. Even if they do well, I think we should do all we can to protect it. Now, if the vaccine is available, I think go ahead and vaccinate your child. If the vaccine is not available, make sure everybody surrounding the child is vaccinated. Tell me more about surrounding the child. How, how, how can they do that? So I think the parents, um, relatives, uh-huh. family members, all of them should be vaccinated. If you have um, a nanny or anybody like that, anybody mm. that the child is coming in contact with, 
so 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 a housemaid that. let's say there's a housemaid in the house you got mm-hmm. to make sure that they are vaccinated if not switch the housemaid or or try somebody else yeah and i i, I think most people um, you know there is a there is a group of people who are completely resistant to getting vaccinated and i probably would not you know you can't really engage with them but honestly having a, a honest and frank conversation with with people around you or people who work for you maybe um, i think it's very easy to convince them um, mm-hmm. to get the vaccine mm-hmm. i would also say in a resource limited setting you know sometimes the government uh, um, uh, counters are not available or they don't have enough vaccine and you know while we are all privileged and are able to go to a, a private hospital and get the vaccine maybe mm-hmm. you know um help somebody out financially let them get the vaccine too you know that would also uh, be no good... absolutely absolutely i think i think the more problem i think mainly in metropolitan cities is refusal of vaccines mm-hmm. uh, uh vaccine hesitancy uh but you know i recently went to india and i saw my people in my native city they are completely ignorant of the vaccine use Mm-hmm. uh but if they are given an opportunity they do uh, they do get it without any hesitancy i agree and i um, i think i think a lot of the vaccine hesitancy unfortunately is is actually coming from you know the so called privileged or educated class yes. you know the ones yes. the, the google doctors as we call <laughs> google, it. right right, right. So they are the ones it's it's not the other you know your your uh, house help and all of them are we'll we'll go ahead and get the vaccine it's just about access yes just about access absolutely absolutely so uh, so they can make sure that you know all the people around surrounding surrounding the kids can get vaccinated and the biggest question is what about the schools yeah so um you know it it's it's a difficult question i think this the yeah because you need to be politically correct <laughs> no not just that um i think it's been a difficult year for for kids um difficult two years actually i mean you know not having to go to school not see you know mixing with um kids their own age um you know their studies all of that so i i think going to school school is a very important aspect of their lives and i don't think we should take that away mm-hmm. but you know vaccinate making sure all the teachers are vaccinated um you know the kids who come to school their parents need to be vaccinated so that way even if there is a a small outbreak that can be easily taken care of um and of course you know you vaccinate your child as soon as the vaccine is available to you i'm not, um, i'm not the school uh, is like releasing the information about the vaccinated teachers right? for example in my here in california if i go to a daycare my kid daycare is saying oh 99% are vaccinated 1% is not as far as you know are they releasing that information from any schools in india no i i don't think they are but i i think the onus is really on the school because it is it is the school's responsibility also mm-hmm. um, when the child is in in the school really the school takes up responsibility for the safety and well-being of that child so uh, maybe the parents can put put pressure on the uh, school uh, administration that you know you uh, need to make uh, right absolutely and uh-huh. and you know and i think i think the vaccine not just protects the children it also protects the teachers right Um, yes yes you know, absolutely a lot of teachers uh-huh. are are have comorbidities are older you know they can get the infection and get very sick from it too ah uh, 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 that's true But, that's true they could uh, the other way to do this is um, i'm just brainstorming this with you <laughs> i'm not yes. sure whether this is <laughs> this is going to get applicable or not uh, but um, i think you know they can have 
so let's say you're dropping your kid to the school and you know you can actually ask for a vaccination card from your teacher <laughs> <laughs> yeah i don't know i don't know if you could do that but i i, I honestly think it's it's the onus is on the school to you know um make sure that their staff not just teachers everybody their entire staff is vaccinated Mm, 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 mm. but if we can do that i think let's say that you know if the school is taking the owners and then telling the parents that you know what we are like 80% vaccinated 90% vaccinated then i think that is very reassuring for the parents to send kids to school in this context it is it is and then of course you know masking i i understand it's hard to do and but honestly i have not had an issue with children keeping their mask on as much as i've had issues with adults not keeping right. it <laughs> right right i think kids are actually a lot more you know um i mean they they they're more compliant with masking than yeah yeah adults absolutely are. <laughs> absolutely my, you know i took my arjun to uh, for a santa claus picture he is not removing the mask for the picture yeah yeah <laughs> not really the best um okay sounds good so now with this uh, omicron thing when do you think it's going to end and what is your anticipation so if i had a crystal ball <laughs> and i don't know when it is going to end soon hopefully but the point is it will end you know once we we re- reach a good level of herd immunity that's only possible through vaccination so again you know as many people who can get vaccinated get your booster shots that's very important um this is also holiday season um so you know just be mindful of of when you gather i mean i think it's important for everybody to spend time with their family and be together but um you know make sure whoever can get vaccinated is vaccinated preferably um before you get together like that um so that 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 brings a question of travel um yeah. many people have asked whether can i travel to india because i've been like locked down for like 18 months Mm-hmm. Uh, what is your take on that see it is possible to travel safely okay um but i i think if you are fully vaccinated if you've taken the booster keep your mask on sanitize and then if you have to travel travel um if you're asking me can i go on a family trip with all my unvaccinated kids to disneyland i don't know if that is such a good idea at this point um while we don't know enough about omicron but otherwise i think it should be okay there is it is possible to travel safely actually if you ask me it is it is safe to travel to india rather than traveling within us <laughs> <laughs> because the rate of uh, possibility of not getting vaccinated is significantly higher right uh, over here in us especially in disneyland and all those uh, major uh, location and oh many people are going to mexico and caribbean islands uh for a vacation as well and i can guarantee you that we talked about this before the privileged people are the one who are having a vaccine hesitancy i'm not saying everybody is not taking the vaccine but the percentage is high and we cannot ask for vaccination cards for everybody and if they uh, if in india there's fake vaccination card as well these days oh that's everywhere i don't think it is just in india <laughs> we hear about reports coming out from every country unfortunately and every country right? right i think that uh, is such a disservice um you know right right i was uh, i was taking the covid testing the prior to departure and they were asking like what kind of test you want for for positive negative indeterminate wow <laughs> you tell me uh, that's a joke <laughs> i wish um all right sounds good so you got your booster yes um so i got pfizer i got third dose of pfizer and uh, I, we will wrap the session up by giving you some scenarios 
So I got two doses of Pfizer. We talked about this. You get Pfizer. You got Pfizer before. Get Pfizer again. You got Moderna before. Get Moderna again. But what if if you got Pfizer over here, and then you went to India or any other country where Pfizer is not available? Um, how will how will we boost? In that case, I mean, I would say. Um... if you have access to any other mrna vaccine moderna or pfizer then get that if you absolutely don't have access to any other vaccine then mm-hmm. i would i would take the the vector vaccine vector vaccines it's one dose or two dose i'd start with one dose for now so yeah, okay. either way is the vector vaccines i think now you can spread them out over 90 days between 30 to 90 days so i think right. i would start with one dose yeah got it okay okay and then if it is the other way around so you know parents are visiting us so mm-hmm. they are in india they got covaxin and covishield two doses and now they are here in us and uh, you know they have access to all these three vaccines pfizer moderna johnson and johnson mm-hmm. uh, what will you say so this i would i would equate this again we don't have data but i would equate this to the johnson and johnson vaccine right so if mm-hmm. somebody is taken the johnson and johnson vaccine which is giving them one dose of the mrna vaccine as the booster so i would say the same thing just mm-hmm. get one dose of the mrna as booster okay sounds good uh one dose is enough that would because there was other concern that we should get two doses uh, or not so yeah, as would... of now correct right yeah. so now one dose is okay correct okay okay sounds good and then uh, the other scenario is uh, covid infected patients so you know the, the i got so many messages that oh i'm got infected with covid a month ago uh, when should i get the booster as soon as they recovered so the oh, as soon as they the, recover mm-hmm. yeah yeah so uh, the timing of the booster should be 6 months after the second dose of the vaccine yes now in in between if you got covid but you're recovered you can go ahead and get the vaccine um if you are still having symptoms if you have cough or fever or whatever or if it's not been you know whatever 10 15 days since you've um, since you got sick and you can wait but, so the um, the 3 months after the infection we used to say before that doesn't apply to booster it does not it doesn't apply to any vaccine anymore mm-hmm. so the cdc's guidelines are now you can have the covid vaccine as soon as you recover from covid Ah, ah. So that can be as soon as ten days. As soon as ten days. Mm-hmm. Uh, based on how the recovery period is. Correct. Ah, uh, CDC is giving breaking news every day. Actually, this this <laughs> has been around for a while now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, nice, nice, nice. Okay, okay, sounds good. Um, all right. So, uh, so summer on summary, uh, please get your booster doses. that's number one number two is um, avoid travel as much as possible but if you do uh, you play with precautions mm-hmm. and uh, number three is uh, we will have to wait more to see how things are going to pan out mm-hmm. uh, so uh, don't uh, let your guard off at this time and number four is for kids make sure that whoever surrounding the kids are uh, getting uh, double completely vaccinated Okay, sounds good. Super summary. This is what I am here for. <laughs> <laughs> Taking the information from experts and giving to people. Anyway, thank you, thank you so much, Neha. Thank you so much for your time. Of course, anytime. I'm sure I will bring you back on the podcast because you might be the only guest. <laughs> <laughs> okay, sounds good. Thank you, Neha. All right, thanks, Bas.